0: Hi, Lily here! Welcome to Fly with Lily podcast episode 3. I want to thank you for joining my podcast. If you listened to my first episode, you probably heard that I actually self-taught myself English. English is actually a foreign language in Taiwan where I grew up, so not many people reach my level. You might be wondering, how did I do it? Well, I have to say English is probably my favorite foreign language. When I first heard the language, I was amazed by how musical and beautiful it was. I would spend a big portion of my day just learning and studying it. I'm also a firm believer that being interested in a language will accelerate your speed in mastering it. However, speaking is probably the trickiest skill to master, especially if you're not in a country where you must constantly use that language. Other than falling in love with and spending time with the language, I do have a few tricks up my sleeve, and today I'll reveal one of those tricks to you. Is it living in the country that requires you to speak it? Is it going to a school to study it? Or is it learning a song that is sung in that language? Well, All of the above are very effective when it comes to language learning. But I want to share a trick you probably have never heard of before, yet the result is very powerful. If you want to speak a foreign language fluently, one of the best ways to master it is to practice public speaking in that language. Why? According to statistics, A lot of Americans reveal that the most frightening thing for them is public speaking. However, I disagree with the aspect that public speaking is frightening. It's actually pretty fun. If you're like me, enjoying a bit of adrenaline rush in your life, this kind of fun is actually like the feeling you get when you're about to ride a roller coaster or do something adventurous. I also believe the reason why a lot of people aren't fluent in the language they may have studied for years is because they are afraid to make mistakes or be laughed at. So, when you know you are about to speak in public in a language which is not your first, you are going to do a lot of preparation in order to avoid the pain of losing face or being ridiculed. Therefore, That is the best motivation for success, and the practice helps you correct your intonation and pronunciation, especially when you have a good coach assisting you in those areas. In today's podcast, I would like to share a speech with you, which was done in English, that I was invited to make in Shanghai by Toastmaster. Toastmaster is a nonprofit organization which helps people overcome their fears of speaking in public by providing a structured agenda including opportunities to practice in front of a panel of judges, among many other helpful tools. In my opinion, this is a great organization to be part of where you will meet many like-minded people. So I encourage you to check them out and see if there are any local events in your area by visiting their website at toastmasters.org That's T-O-A-S-T-M-A-S-T-E-R-S dot O-R-G The topic of the speech I'm about to share with you is basically the model I've been living by. Just do it! It also includes two very personal stories that took place in my life. So hopefully after listening, you will gain something useful. Let's get right to it. My Toastmaster speech. Hi, my name's Lily. It's really my pleasure to be invited to share at Toastmaster. However, I admit I was quite nervous about it. I hope I won't end up passing out here. First, please allow me to tell you a little about myself. You can just call me Lily. I'm originally from Kaohsiung, Taiwan, and I've been in Shanghai for almost 6 years. Actually, my father was born here while my grandfather was working for China customs here. So, I always feel a special connection with Shanghai. I'm an English teacher, but I also prefer to call myself a trainer or a motivator. Recently, I joined the Global Greeter Network, and I've been trying to fulfill my mission, which is to help people understand language studying and cultural differences. If you'd like to get to know me or this group more, please follow us on our Facebook page, Shanghai Greeters. Today, my topic is, just do it. We all know it's a slogan from Nike. Well, I'm not here to promote Nike. However, this is also my favorite success quote. I'm going to share a bunch of personal stories and the lessons I learned during the journey of doing the things I love. Story number one, I love English. So, let's get into that story. The first time I wrote my ABCs and learned phonics, I fell in love with this language. Through my school days, I wished there was just one subject in class. That is English. However, I started performing poorly on tests in high school. I hated tests because they didn't really show how much I liked this language so I gave up trying to prove it. Eventually, when push came to shove, I chose journalism over English as I majored in college because I was discouraged and felt like English failed me. I didn't follow my heart in pursuing what I loved, so it turned out that I had no passion in my major and I had nothing that I was truly good at. After school, I had to work at McDonald's for minimum wage, and that led to lots of struggles and low self-esteem. One day, I overheard the cashier next to me saying that she got a job at a school working as an English teacher. She earned four times more than what we earned at McDonald's. In my head, I was thinking, if she can do it, I can do it. It sounded like such a wonderful job to me as well. You know what I did after work that day? Yes, I went to the school to have an interview. I got the job. I had no experience being an English teacher, but got in. I was ecstatic and I worked extremely hard. Also, the job was actually very interesting. All we did in class was play lots of games and motivate the students to learn that way. We shot hoops and threw darts as well as practice really simple grammar and vocabulary. The students really liked me and I gradually got the hand of it. I felt that I had found my calling and the job brought me lots of joy and financial security. If at that time, I hadn't followed my heart and pursued where it led. I would probably still be working as a cashier at McDonald's. Story number two, my biggest regret. I remember at a very young age, my mom and dad didn't get along and they hardly ever slept in the same bed. We lived under the same roof, but we hardly talked to each other. As a little girl, I was much closer to my dad and became a little and became a bit distant from my mom. Don't get me wrong, my mom was a sweet and nice person. However, she just appeared to be a free spirit and my father didn't appreciate that very much. I was also being a rebel and didn't care to talk to her very much. However, When I was studying in Taipei, she was the one who called a lot and sent me money to time me over the difficult days. I started thinking about patching things up with her, so I bought her presents and wrote letters to her. We were on good terms for a while. One day after class, I got a phone call from my father. He told me that my mom had died in her sleep. I was devastated because I never thought she would leave me like this. She was only 53. The incident really made me start thinking about the meaning of life. It made me understand all the grudges we hold. All the worries in life are so meaningless. So, what's the point? My mom's death was definitely the biggest turning point of my life. It was very painful because it also became my biggest regret in life. I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't relive that regret again. I want to live a meaningful life. So the lesson I learned, life is short. Do what you feel is right and good. Here's what I believe I can do and make my life meaningful, travel, teach, and serve others. Starting from 2005, I started traveling and seeing the world. I opened myself up to strangers, and they also offered me lots of opportunities that I never thought I'd have. I made friends all over the world. It really broadened my horizon. Five years ago, I came to Shanghai, which I found was full of many new opportunities. I'm on my way to making myself someone who people can look up to. I'm a teacher and I never cease sharing my knowledge and using my experiences to help people grow. Also, by being a teacher, it constantly reminds me to keep learning and improving. Now, I even have the ability to help connect world traveler with local people who I call greeters. They start going on adventures with people from different cultures. By serving others, I become humble and happy. Now the question goes out to you. When do you start living the life you want to live? Here's what I believe. You don't need everything to be perfectly lined up in order to get started. And I'd like to end my speech with something I heard over the radio. Stay humble, stay curious, pursue the things that interest you. Life is too short to build a plan for the next 30 years. Things are going to change, so explore what excites you now and be smart with it. Just do it. There you go. What you have just heard was the speech I did at Toastmasters Club. Before I sign off, I want to ask you, what is the motto you've lived by? What is your biggest passion? Do you have any regret in your life? If so, what have you learned? I'm looking forward to hearing from you and your stories. This has been another episode of the Fly With Lily podcast. So what now? Go to flywithlily.com to download my gift for you to help work on your abundant lifestyle or contact me directly for a consultation. This show takes a lot of work and planning so if you enjoyed it, please consider a 5-star review on iTunes, following on Facebook and Instagram at flywithlily, or come up and give our crew a hug on the street when you are on your journey. Thanks for listening and remember... Life's curveballs can be your best opportunities.